0: All right, I guess I'm just going to have to get really fucking high. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Same. Oh, but I'm into my water.
0: I, I literally you know didn't even get to say. So, I obviously have just put in applications to grad school. So, I had a dream last night, and like, please, someone tell me what this means. I had a dream that, and I have had this dream before where I'm at my old high school, but it's like a college, it's not like high school. And,. Hmm. So in the last dream or the last time I had had a dream in this setting, I was like trying to finish college. And like, so now in this present dream that I'm in, I was graduating, but it was finals. And I, my class that I was taking, my math class, like apparently I didn't go to it the entire year (laughs) so I had like a zero in the class and I was freaking out because I need this class obviously to graduate and I'm like I already have my degree like why wouldn't they tell me this the semester before that I had a zero I don't know I explained the dreams.
1: I've had weird similar dreams like that too kind of recently like I've it's a reoccurring dream so i haven't had it like super recently but maybe a few months ago where i'm back in my high school except the layout is a little different like with the stairwells and stuff but in that dream i just never went to this one class and by the point i had had the dream a couple times I, and i wasn't going to that class i remember feeling like what am i even supposed to be going to that class that i or have i just missed it so many times where i don't even remember my schedule it was like <laughs>
0: it's yeah so it weird. was i hadn't gone to that class and i was like god what class is it and then i remembered it from the previous dream i was like oh it's my math class but i was just like <laughs> why wouldn't i go to it i needed it to graduate i was just freaking out so bad i don't know if it's like my like uh my anticipation of failure like projecting into my dreams (laughs) but then I like woke up
1: I like woke up and I
0: looked at my degree and I was like oh no it was just a dream it was just a dream (laughs) I did graduate it's fine oh man it's just I don't get dreams and it was like I had not had a dream in a while because um obviously like when you smoke you don't dream yeah which is why so I,
1: when I have these little weird dreams that I remember, I'm like, "What's going on?"
0: Yeah, like, what is what is the world dreaming about ha- me
1: right now? I guess I have been smoking less.
0: I took like a two day break, not because I wanted not on to, purpose. <laughs> because I had to. But uh, anywho, <laughs> hey guys, what's how's it going? Hey. Happy happy Friday! Happy Friday! Hope you are eating some fries with your drink mm.
1: <laughs> did this you see that, that like, did you see that video i sent you on instagram on the red rum instagram uh, i
0: oh throw the french fry on the grave yeah. yes
1: <laughs> sorry uh, no yes that was yes so that funny one. for
0: some reason it's great no that one was it would be a bottle of wine for me but <laughs> but yeah guys yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. Welcome back. Welcome to the Red Room Red Wine podcast, the podcast where we talk about murder, mysteries, and mishaps. Here is your mishap who is trying to hold back tears of her onset depression, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, here's your
1: other mishap, m- mishap, mishaps, mishaps, get it, like, <laughs> MRS, No, I don't. Hap
0: oh how, yeah. how funny i'm
1: mm. the married hap oh
0: no. yeah i'm, I'm the uh, single one hi um i know we can turn it into merch oh yeah all of our married mishaps oh you and like we could that do like idea? Miss, like m-i-s-s haps yes because i need one of those <laughs> it, do you <laughs> like that would you guys buy that no, no. yeah no. Let uh, us know. Let us know in our non-existent email that is still waiting. It's just down there, guys. Just give it a little tap Um
1: Well, anyways, <laughs> Sarah here. <laughs> uh, mm. Well, we weren't going to drink today. It's a day recording. But, Whoops. <laughs> but we each grabbed a little drink.
0: But somehow a white claw just mysteriously landed in my hand and... It's, <laughs> Now making its way down my throat. Look at that. Right. And it
1: truly just appeared <laughs> beside appeared. me. Appeared, Gosh. So you've definitely heard of this story. Um, if you don't recognize it right away when you see the pictures I sent you, you definitely oh, yeah. will recognize um, the victim because this story gained national attention. It blew up in the news. It's absolute bonkers because it's so elemental. It involves kidnapping, murder, and most importantly, survival. So it's a lot of different aspects to it to make it wild. Um, so like I said, it's recent, and uh, so it just kind of blows my mind how how this shit... Uh, just people just feel the need to be monsters <laughs> sorry i have no idea what i was trying to say there um so we're gonna be talking about a real shit bag today mm-hmm. folks so get ready
0: yep nope i s- just saw the pictures and uh yeah major douche alert yeah. hello <laughs> glad i picked up some alcohol for this one <laughs> <sighs>
1: So early in the morning of October 15th, 2018 in Barron, Wisconsin, which is a small remote town in Wisconsin, 911 received a phone call from the cell phone of Denise Kloss. It was a very frantic and chaotic call. Um, You can listen to it in video clips and stuff. You can't really understand much of anything. There's bits and pieces of someone trying to speak And you can kind of hear some screaming, um, and then it kind of, like, cuts out. Did you listen to it? Yeah, parts of it. Okay. So after 911 dispatchers received that call, um, obviously they immediately thought it was suspicious and something was happening. So police immediately rushed to the home of James and Denise Kloss. And they arrived just minutes after the 9 call was made. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. So,
1: of wow. course, remember, this is a small remote town. So, yeah, I don't think it takes a long time to get many places. So that's really they were responsive, thing. which is good. Yeah. When police approached the house, they could see that the front door had been breached. It was mm. pretty clear that someone had broken in. The door was damaged and, you know, like had been ripped up kind of. They could see a body inside, laying just on the floor right next to the front door, mm. and this was the body of James Kloss. James had been shot in the face with a shotgun, and they knew that because of the shotgun shell laying near his body, <laughs> but also because of the damage done, like to his face. Yeah, you can imagine. A shotgun is probably what a shotgun.
0: 'Cause it's a bunch of pellets, right? Basically that just big. One big
1: Well, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's the big shell, and I think it's just a
0: bigger boom. Yeah. it's like (laughs) a Hi, we don't know anything about guns. guns. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think what happens when you fire a shotgun is like it's uh like one big bullet like you were talking about but then it uh, like it blows out yeah like i call them pellets but whatever the fuck (laughs) they are like little things and yeah it can just like completely demolish especially i think it was at a fairly close range that the gun was shot at so just like the amount oh my yes
1: um the poor
0: officers that
1: so yeah you can imagine what his face looked like looked like um police officers described his face as being half gone So as they continue throughout the house, they discover a second body in the bathroom down the hall. And this was the body of Denise Kloss. She was in the bathtub. She had also been shot in the head. James and Denise did not live alone, though. They had a 13-year-old daughter, Jamie Kloss, that was nowhere to be found in the home. So police have a crime scene with two murder victims and a missing teenage girl. Police immediately get the help of the FBI for the search of Jamie, and they put up a $25,000 reward um, for information about her whereabouts, of course, because this is one great thing about this case is that the authorities responded quickly to, like, everything. So after that reward is put up, That led to thousands of tips coming in, of course, and uh, the police did, you know, try and follow through and look into all those tips, but of course, in cases like these, about three-fourths of those tips led nowhere, and authorities also put search teams together right away, who not only searched land, but obviously canvassed different areas, and they went knocking door-to-door, we know that in cases like this, that the for- first forty-eight hours are super important. Crucial.
0: We've said it once; we'll say it many Crucial. more times.
1: Um, especially Crucial. with Jamie's parents being brutally murdered, yeah, um, the risk factor just goes up as far as uh, Jamie's because safety. you know
0: you know that this person is prone to violence, He's willing they to have, kill. They have no problem killing someone. They have already done it like the this person's logic is completely out the door like you're just dealing with an animal basically at this point they have no sense of like human morality left in them
1: right so they really feared for jamie because of this risk factor and thought that her chances were not as great because of it so like i said They really acted immediately and took advantage of their resources because they knew exactly how crucial it was to find Jamie as soon as possible. Jamie's aunts, she had two aunts that made pleas to the public at a news conference Mm -hmm. saying that they missed her giggles and they even brought Jamie's pet dog, Molly, to the news conference. One of them said, uh, kind of speaking to Jamie, Jamie. Your dog Molly is waiting for you. She's sleeping <laughs> in one of your sweatshirts.
0: I'm crying. Why are you gonna bring the dog into it? You know I had oh to. My... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like imagining how that dog feels, I know. you know. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'll talk to my therapist about this later. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> a week after the
1: murder of Jamie's parents and her kidnapping, James and Denise Kloss were laid to rest. Oh. Um, a small development was also made around this time in the case. Authorities were notified of a man, 32-year-old Kyle Janky Annis, who was a sp- who was suspected to be the intruder in this case. I guess they got some tips about him um saying he was suspicious and he he may have done it. He was interviewed
0: no, like, and you know He was the weird dude in town like
1: <laughs> maybe maybe we should look at him first. Yeah. He was I don't I wouldn't say weird but he was just so it turns out when he was interviewed, he turned out not to be the killer and abductor. He was just a local thief. So people just oh. was like he steals things, he did it. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> I don't think that stealing <laughs> equates to murder, but I mean, go off, sis. You go with that, Barry. You, I mean, you're the mine hunter, not I.
1: So, just something to note. <laughs> um, so, which, with each day that passed, Jamie's chances of being found are becoming smaller and smaller. Her family, schoolmates, and members of the community tried to remain hopeful as time passed. 88 days go by... And on January 10th, 2019, 911 received a call from a woman saying that a girl named Jamie Closs was at her house. Fuck. Jamie's disappearance and the murder of her parents were big news in that area. Like I said, it it gained national attention, but Mm -hmm. in that area where it happened, every literal person knew about the case and the details and stuff.
0: If you were actively listening to... True crime podcast at the time that this was going out, like you for sure knew about this case.
1: And obviously, so when the 911 dispatcher asked the caller if she had seen Jamie's photo, so you know she could like confirm her identity, kind of the woman responded with yes, she's seen Jamie's photo and that she was 100% positive that it was Jamie at her house needing help. Mm. The 911 call came from Gordon, Wisconsin which is over, a little over an hour away from Barron, where Jamie lived with her parents. Jamie was able to tell her rescuers the name of her abductor, and they relayed this information to the 911 dispatcher. Drumroll. <laughs> which was Jake Thomas Patterson. This asshole was born on June seventeenth, nineteen 1997. He was the third child born to Patrick and Deborah Patterson. And they this family lived in the area of Douglas County and Barron County most of their lives, which was the counties of um, Gordon and Barron.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's not too much known about his upbringing, but we do know some things. Um, he, his parents divorced in 2007 when Jake was 10 years old. Uh, growing up, he was described as being pretty quiet and isolated. He would usually just keep to himself. Um, some people thought it was just normal how he was. A few commented on how they thought it was a little weird, but nothing super crazy. One classmate from high school said that he was just kind of there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like I laugh, but then I'm like, ugh. When I just imagine the shit that people say about me from high school, I'm like, I, I, should I laugh?
1: <laughs> when he became a junior in high school, his um, behavior kind of took a shift. He grew a temper and just kind of changed a little bit. He would just get set off easily. And um, people just took note of that. Like, they noticed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After graduating high school, he enrolled in the Marine Corps. Oh. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of the articles and sources I used, they always just refer to him as, like, an ex-Marine. And I wanted more information on his Marine uh,
0: history career
1: because he was still pretty young. I, he's an ex-Marine, so I was like, why is he an ex-Marine? What happened?
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Well, like, are Marines known for being just, like hard asses
1: yeah but that's not what he was so
0: Mm -mm. um no yeah he's exact so
1: i needed more information on his (laughs) status okay so apparently he began basic training in september of 2015 um he had graduated high school in 2015 so after that he enrolled and began basic training it was supposed to last 13 weeks and he got thrown out at week five. So he did not even complete basic training to become a Marine.
0: Yeah, I'm like, he does not seem like a Marine. So <laughs> I don't think we
1: should be calling him an ex-Marine.
0: Yeah, because he didn't even complete the proper training to become one. So he,
1: this is what you call a military imposter. So, I blame it on the media and stuff yeah. for one because I don't know if he personally claims like, "Oh, I'm an ex-marine" or, or if it's, it's just, just the like media. misinformation. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it's like don't call him an ex-marine cuz he wasn't yeah, by any means he's a marine, not. okay?
0: I talked to a marine once, okay? <laughs> super buffy, super not like this guy.
1: Yeah. Uh. So after getting booted from that, he returned back home and he worked odd jobs, you know, in turkey plants, a wood pellet factory,
0: cheese plants, et oh, That he <laughs> That's like the dirty jobs kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that shit like that existed.
1: Yeah, someone's got to do it. At the time of this crime, Jake was 21 years old. Oh, so after the nine one one call was made about um, Jamie Closs being found, and Jake's name is given to authorities, Jake is immediately tracked down the same day by police. He was good found. For,
0: good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> like- Honestly, though, it's uh really rare that you hear cases where. I shouldn't say rare but it's just like it, it's good to hear a case where for once the police are just like doing what like, they should they they're remember. on top of it and everything is happening the way it needs to happen every single time.
1: Oh yeah. So he was found just like in his car. Um, I'm not sure if he was driving and he got pulled over or if he was like sitting in his car somewhere but one of the theories is that And he may have told authorities this, that he had returned home to find Jamie gone and was out looking for her. He knew he was fucked when police picked him up. He immediately confessed, saying, I did it. Yeah. But it was weird. Like, on the way to the station, uh, while he was, you know, in the back of the cop car, the officer driving him um, made a comment, because this was recorded also that I saw in the video I watched... Um, so we have the audio of them speaking. The cop said something like, you aren't being detained. You are under arrest. Like, just to clarify, I think, like, he knew what mm-hmm. was going on. And Jake responded with, for what? <laughs> 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 so I don't, mm-hmm. ma- he obviously just confessed. So maybe he wanted to know his exact charges and he was curious or... Um, <laughs> But his behavior was reported think... as being a little confused during the arrest, but I think he was just in shock. It was noted that he was in shock, so...
0: I mean, like, obviously, uh, he is prone to emotions just like you and I, so, like, <laughs> yeah, he totally could have just been, like, I, like I'm I just thinking Wait, back... What? <laughs> I'm just thinking back to when the cops approached me and I was trying to have to make up my own story of what exactly went down but I I mean I I get the whatever but it, it's just like dude you already confessed like you know what's about to happen you know what you did like this isn't a this isn't a little Mary Jane charge yeah. like That's why part of me is wondering, wondering like
1: maybe he was just curious of his charges. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Or maybe he's, like, trying to... They always do it because they want to throw some, like, insanity in there. They, for whatever reason, think it's, like, better. Yeah, well, he didn't do that, so... Hmm. um,
1: After being taken to the station while he was being further interrogated, he confessed in further detail to the kidnapping of Jamie Kloss as well as uh, to the murder of her parents, James and Denise Mm Kloss. And... He, Wait, so he said that he had murdered Jamie?
0: No. Oh, no, the kidnapping.
1: Kidnapping and then the murder of her parents, yeah.
0: Sorry, I heard wrong. Um.
1: He he knew he was done for, so he just kind of admitted, <laughs> like, Sorry. further detail of, you know, like, his mindset. And basically he admitted to some other sicko behaviors and actions that led up to this, this crime. Yeah. So he tells authorities that... One day, he was driving to work to the cheese plant where he only lasted two days. <laughs> um. Sorry. He was, driving, I feel that. <laughs> he was driving to his
0: second day at the cheese plant. <laughs> uh,
1: in, Me on my way to Macy's. <laughs> uh, randomly and just by chance, as he was driving, he saw 13 year old Jamie Kloss getting onto a school bus. And became infatuated with her. He admitted that he had been fantasizing about kidnapping a younger girl. And when he saw Jamie that day, he knew that she was the one. She was his
0: victim of choice. And you said he was 21 at the time? Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Disgusting. He had
1: never met her before. They had, like, no connections. That's what, like...
0: (sighs) it is so you could be doing going to the grocery store going wherever well and some random crazy person sees you and now your life is yeah forever changed like it is why why like could happen to blows my mind yeah anytime
1: i i didn't put this in my notes but i did read in a source that in the past um like when jake had returned home from being kicked out of basic training when he had worked at a the turkey factory or whatever um that apparently jamie's parents also worked there at the same time but it was oh. only for two days so i wonder if jake only
0: worked there for two days <laughs> this guy yeah this guy sure does have a thing with fucking two days but apparently, they
1: still like didn't know each other like the chances it, of them it was running such into a each other small, were still very yeah, small. Yeah, it's
0: such a small coincidence. I mean, and like you even said, even for it was being a, a small super, town, they
1: didn't have any.
0: Yeah, like you said, it was a super small town. I guess it's not like that rare for someone to be in the same place at the same time. Well, but... and he
1: was living again, um a little over an hour away from where Jamie and her parents were living, so it creates more distance between them. Yeah. So.
0: I will go into
1: a little more detail about the break-in now, and the in the early mornings of October fifteenth. So, before the crimes on the fifteenth, Jake had two previous attempts of going to the Kloss home in attempts to make his abduction, but Mm -hmm. both times he went, he noticed extra cars outside and lights on, so he knew people were there and that he would get caught. Obviously. So, on his third visit, Jake makes his move in the early hours of October fifteenth, twenty eighteen. Dressed in black and wearing a face mask of some sort, he approaches the Kloss home. The Kloss' family dogs start to bark, which made James Kloss get up and approach the front door to see like what was going on. Mm-hmm. This is when Jake shoots James Kloss point blank through the window of his home before he shot at the lock on the front door and kicking the door open.
0: Oh my god! So it was a glass pane window; it wasn't like the actual door, so he could just see. Right. The so dad he saw. Straight up.
1: He saw James through the window, <sighs> shot him through the window, and shot his way into the house. While all of this is happening, Denise and Jamie Kloss hear the commotion and the gunshots, and they both go into the bathroom to hide from the assailant. Ugh, I just, like, I have chills just thinking about the the fear in that moment.
0: To imagine, like, trying to put yourself in that situation, I literally can't, like... All of the, I wish all of the support. Like, I really hope that Jamie is given all of the resources that yeah. she can for this, because I, I can't imagine the trauma that would stem from that. But like, you just have to know that like, your parents did everything that they could, and there was just a no way that this psychomaniac would have let them out. It's just so sickening, and I hate that there are people out here like this. But yeah, oh my god.
1: So Jake continues through the house, and goes towards the bathroom. He shoots Denise in the head in front of Jamie. Ugh. He then duct taped Jamie's mouth, hands, and ankles, put her in his trunk, and drove her to his home about seventy miles away.
0: And then to think of like, what is he going to do? Because you he, never know. You, is he going? Just... Is he
1: taking me to somewhere to kill me, to rape me? To
0: yeah. Sell me. And I I don't know like how they got out of the house but I'm sure she probably saw her dad on the way out. It's just yeah. like you you know that both of your parents are gone. You know what this guy is capable of and now he's taking you away and like the possibilities are endless yeah. in your mind. I cannot. I I read uh,
1: something um I don't remember if it was um from a statement Jamie had made um uh, but it was something like once she heard those first that first gunshot like she knew her dad was dead she didn't see it but she knew it
0: she just knew oh my god yeah just the chills that all went through oh i can't it's july and i am the coldest i've ever been like fuck that's just heartbreaking man
1: jake was only in the kloss house for about four minutes So this happened very fast meaning oh he had God. an objective a plan he
0: had a m- goal he and- knew
1: what he was doing
0: he yeah he had a purpose and a focus and he had to think that he had been there before like you just know the amount of times that this guy has visualized in his mind did he know about
1: it, playing it out in his did head he-
0: was he able to find out the layout of the house when before he went in? Or he just kind of like went in blind? and? I
1: think he uh, went in kind of blind. I didn't see anything about him ever knowing the layout of the house. And I was wondering also how he knew where she lived. But I assumed her bus stop was right outside of her house. By the
0: house. And yeah, so... obviously, like, if you can find the bus stop, you can wait there when they drop him off and follow her home it's just it's it's so crazy and it's like I was taking a walk with my son the other day and there was just a car slowing down and it's like if you don't take the time to notice small details like it doesn't seem creepy but if you look at it it's like you have no idea of knowing like is that person looking at into what house I'm walking into right. it's just like there are small things in life where you don't know if it's innocent or if you don't know if this person has malicious intent and that car driving by is trying to pinpoint where you live and trying to pinpoint, like, what your schedule is and what's the proper point of attack. Yeah. Like it, how are you... And it's like you shouldn't live your life thinking like that. So it's just like... You know, it's important
1: ugh. to be aware, but it's it's sad that nowadays... We have, have to read into every like little thing because things and these crimes are so common and kids are tr- are getting kidnapped from grocery stores or attempted to be kidnapped from grocery yeah. stores all the time,
0: especially in San Antonio. I see Facebook posts all the time about even women like yes. the sex trafficking shit that's going on here it's like i really don't understand why we can't just like live in a world where we don't have to worry about this ridiculous stuff Kristen, happening come on. impossible. <laughs> i know mm-hmm. i know but it's just like i just i i want it. i want it. like i would i would love for Theodore to just, like, play out in the neighborhood and me not have to worry about it. Yeah. That would be a lovely feeling, but obviously, like, it's not. So, it's like, do I take the risk of letting my child have a fun childhood or me obsessing over him and being, I saw a true crime case.
1: You're not going out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Dude, oh, like, my God. Okay,
1: man. side note, last night, I really, this was the first time where I was like, okay, maybe I should tone it down on watching my true crime stuff because i was literally watching i am a killer on netflix Mm. and i was playing words with friends on my phone blake was asleep it was like midnight no or yeah like one maybe and i literally heard footsteps on our steps and i I was eating gummies (laughs) like those great value (laughs) smiley gummies and i had Uh one in my hand and my phone, you know, and when I heard those, I, like, threw my phone, I got under the covers, I lost the gummy I had, still don't know where it went, and I woke up Blake, <laughs> and I was like, Blake, day. someone's here, I just heard footsteps, and he was like, he literally jumps out of bed, grabs his rifle, and it has a flashlight on it, so he, like, uses the flashlight and goes downstairs. Shit, well, <laughs> I comes, wouldn't mess with your house. He comes back God. up, and he was like, you heard Bush go downstairs yeah you heard bush go downstairs he was drinking water and i felt so bad for waking him up because he has to wake up and go to work and he has you know he works all day a schedule and stuff so that thing and i felt so bad for waking him up i literally did not see bush go out of the bedroom like i thought i saw him go into my closet because he likes to lay in my closet and i just i did not notice him walk out of the bedroom So I felt so bad, and I was like, okay, maybe I need to chill.
0: So there was this guy off of, uh, I was on 1604 going on to I-10, so I was on that little loop, and there was a guy whose car was pulled off over to the side. And just like trying to wave me down. And I was like, I'm sorry, I watched too many true crime podcasts mm-hmm. and I just drove right on by and he was like, Please, please, but I'm like, honestly, like I'm a girl. What what am I going to be able to do that's helpful? I, I can't I can't, help can't you, sir. jack up your car and fix a new tire for you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna drive you to a gas station. I don't know you and I'm a woman and I'm by myself.
1: No. There's a gas station right there, sir. It's a Valero. It's like a yard away.
0: <laughs> it's like 100. Yeah. It's just like, um, it, it's, a, it, it's definitely a game between am I crazy or is that person trying to kill me?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Jake was determined to take Jamie, obviously with no witnesses left behind. So, you know, what's crazy is that while police were en route to the Kloss home after the 911 call was made from Denise's phone, they caught dash cam footage of a car that was driving the opposite direction on the road. And the car pulled over to yield for the police officers, which was normal to do, of course, like you're supposed to do that. And... (laughs) Guess who they would re- later realize was in that car. Ugh.
0: To think how many times that that has happened.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Jake fuckface with Jamie Kloss tied up in the trunk.
0: Fuckface. Ugh. So this was
1: a super close circum happenstance. You know, it's, it's not a circumstance in my it's, opinion because it, that was the probably only road he could have driven down to get were to where he was going, no. and police were...
0: Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, you're good. You can go on, but it's it's um, just... Go on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can go on. It's just that... that- <laughs> um, So, obviously, police were responding to a suspicious 911 call that was their main priority, and they had no immediate reason to suspect this car that was... Following directions, and you know they wouldn't just stop it for no reason and be like, "Hey, yeah." So it was a super close call. That kind of is just crazy to look back on. um You could mm-hmm. say that this instance helped Jake kind of fall through the cracks and get away, but
0: but it, it's I don't just think it really did. The timing of it, it. Is a movie scene where you're like, there's no way that that happens in real life. Yeah. There's no way that the timing just happens to perfectly align like that and the people get away. But it it does happen for whatever <laughs> and, reason. Yeah, and it's, I don't know.
1: Like oh. The detective in me would kind of be like, obviously something's happening at this house. Maybe be on the lookout for someone who's leaving that direction. But cops did take note of this. And that's why they were able to look back to the dash cam footage and be like, so um, in the footage, the headlights were too bright to notice a license plate or anything. I was going to
0: ask because I was about to say, "Yeah,"
1: but we'll find out that wouldn't have mattered anyway. So we're going to talk now a little bit about Jamie's 88 days in captivity. I meant to mention at the beginning of this that I'm going to be hopping around a little bit. Hopefully it flows. Sorry.
0: Which, so... Sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I No,
0: go ahead. I don't know if you felt the same, but I remember when I first heard this case, and I feel so bad. And it's just because you hear of stories like this, and you automatically think, like, there's no way. There's no way that this there's girl... No and 88 days especially, like, I forgot how long she was in captivity. Like, yeah. it's such a blessing for her to still be alive and I hope she sees it as that but like thank God that she was able to survive and to fight for as long as she did because I know that there were so many people and unfortunately I was one of them that was just like "Uh, she's gone there's like the next news story that you see is going to be them reporting that she's dead so like thank you Jamie for proving me wrong like that's
1: hell yeah yeah. and um, I go more into her heroism you know at the end but yeah. it's just incredible to look back on and just wonder because that was how definitely how she kept so strong and I think about what I would have done if I was in that situation yeah. at 13 what the fuck what you know the fuck? It's, it's insane 13
0: no and then no. yeah like as soon I because I forgot as soon as you said 88 days I was like no way I just like automatically it brought me back to that no impossible. Yeah, but it's everything about this case fucking seems impossible. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Insane. During this time, the, these 88 days, she was locked up in Jake's cabin. Jake had a twin bed that I think was like lifted off the ground a little bit. It had space underneath it mm-hmm. because It was reported that Jamie was forced to lay under the bed. Um, I think he made like a bed for her under there. So when Jake had family over, I don't know, I don't think he had friends, I would say if he had family and friends over, but if he had family over, um, he would tell her, he would lock her under the bed, he would barricade her under there, and tell her if she made a noise or tried to escape, he would kill her or like something bad would happen. She would sometimes lay under the bed for hours without food, water, or bathroom breaks. Mm. Like, up to 12 hours. Um, like I said, when he would leave, or if he had people over, he would barricade her under the bed with boxes, laundry baskets, and weights. Basically, it seemed like whatever he could use yeah. to barricade her in.
0: For as much as he planned it, it seems like he didn't really plan the barricading um, part.
1: Yeah. He would also play loud music, so um, she wouldn't know if anyone else was in the house or vice versa. If someone was there, uh, they wouldn't hear her if she made a noise. Law enforcement sources told Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that Jake hosted a family Christmas party with Jamie stowed away in the house. (sighs) Um. Obviously, like we would find out that family and guests were never aware of Jamie being there. Like they were never involved. So
0: yeah, how were they supposed to fucking know? This Ugh. Christmas
1: party couldn't be confirmed by the Barron County Sheriff, so we don't really know if that was true. But it, it did seem like he had people over at least. If I a few was times, one so. of those
0: people, I probably wouldn't want to admit that I was fucking. I
1: know. I'd be like,
0: uh, uh no, I, I, uh, shame. Fuck. <laughs> the amount of shame I would feel after that, because like, but I mean, how would you have known? This guy's a fucking absolute right. lunatic.
1: Also, during these eighty-eight days, obviously, aside from holding Jamie. As his prisoner, Uh, they would cook together. Mm. He said that they would always eat homemade meals. They would watch TV together, hang out, watch TV. They'd play board games. And they would sometimes sleep in the same bed.
0: He's really trying to get her to get that whole, like, Stockholm Syndrome thing going on. The way
1: he described it to authorities... Was like he was talking about a relationship. Yeah. Um, but. Ugh. I don't know where I put it in my notes. But I'm just going to say it now. Is that uh, we would find out that he didn't sexually abuse her. Or that's what he claims. So. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and at least I mean. There's that. Good. But. During these 88 days. Jake's. I guess he did have some friends. I don't know. Jake's friends would say, I'm like, I really. Like,
0: I, it's like, why would I hang out with this guy?
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, his friends would say that he actually had a little pep in his step. Ew. He seemed more friendly and in better moods. Ew. <laughs> Jake claims that although he was pretty obsessed with Jamie, he never sexually abused her. So this is where I put it. Sorry. Yeah. It was more of having a companion that he had power over than a sexual thing. Hmm. We don't know exactly what happened in those 88 days. Um, Authorities didn't want to put Jamie through an investigation or trial to further traumatize her, obviously. So um, they've really respected her and um, they're giving her her space and time to heal. Which they
0: should, yeah. Yeah. That's very respectful. and Yeah. That's exactly what you need to do in that kind of situation.
1: So, yeah, other than really what Jake tells authorities, we don't know much other stuff. Yeah. Or whatever. So uh, I'll talk about the escape a little more now, um, because that's where I started off this story, is 911 receiving a call that this woman had Jamie Closs in her home needing help. Mm -hmm. So I'm going back to that day. Um. I guess Jake obviously didn't really ever think Jamie would try to escape. He probably got comfortable. Um, Like I mentioned, this was totally about power and control for Jake. She was younger, more immature. He easily used her fear to control her. Mm -hmm. Obviously, after she witnessed him kill her parents, it seemed like he had this mindset of... Having the upper hand, he thought, like, she'll never try to escape me because she saw what I did to her parents type of thing. So I have no idea how Jamie Kloss was so strong and brave because throughout her 88 days being Juck F- Jake <laughs> <laughs> Juck. <laughs> I've, like, really adapted this nickname to him. I just stuck with it, dude. Jake it fuckface. came to me and it, it rolls
0: jake fuck face i'm gonna call my ex that <laughs> just kidding <laughs> oh, sorry jake if you're listening <laughs> he's, he not, nice. he's not he's not he's nice. it's fine he was, so nice. <laughs> he was the nicest guy ever <laughs> you know sorry. jake friendly face maybe hit him up <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh, i'm done ruining people's lives thank you
1: <laughs> oh my god um Because throughout her 88 days of being Jake Fuckface's captive, she held it together and she kind of just waited for her opportunity, if there would ever be one, to escape. She watched and studied his daily routines and just his mannerisms and what he would do. Until one day, Jake left for the day and Jamie saw an opportunity. He apparently told her, like, hey, I'll be out. For like five or six hours and whatever, mm-hmm. so she knew he'd be gone for a certain amount of time. She crawled out from under the twin bed while Jake wasn't home, found a pair of his sneakers that she apparently put on the wrong feet because she was in such a rush, in such a hurry to get the fuck out of that hellhole. Smart of her. So to she
0: grabbed shoes. Well, I wouldn't even think of that. Yeah.
1: Well, um, this is in January in Wisconsin oh so it was jk chilling, i think yeah. <laughs> yeah. sorry i um, forgot where but i true, was you know yeah um sorry i'm in so
0: texas she, yeah <laughs> she ran Man, yeah um
1: gene nutter i think it's Jean. j-e-a-n-n-e or is it g-a-n
0: you're asking the wrong the person frick yeah, I, I think I think out of the two of us, you're probably the better out of pronunciations. So, um, OK, you're on your own with well, that
1: one. I didn't look it up and I don't want to say it wrong. I don't know if she was married. Um, I'm going to call her Miss Nutter. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs>
0: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, no. Yeah. I look it no, up? no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> that name is fine. That name is fine. OK.
1: Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Nutter was walking
0: her dog. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, can't. No, we're not we're not twelve, I promise. We know how to have we know how to have a civilized conversation, okay?
1: I'm gonna call her Jean. Yes.
0: You know my mom's. I'm so name. sorry
1: if I'm saying it wrong. My but the mom's alternative middle name is not is working Jean. out.
0: It's a lovely name. And if it's pronounced GN, it's that is lovely too. I'm s- yes.
1: yes. I'm s- okay, so I'm so sorry, Miss Jean or jan nutter um either way right now i don't think i can get it right so i'm gonna call you miss jean or just jean sorry jean was walking her dog on the afternoon of january 10th 2019 when she sees jamie walking towards her jamie is crying and saying things like you gotta help me he kidnapped me Jean said she could tell Jamie really needed help because it seemed like she had obviously left somewhere in a hurry. Mm -hmm. She was dirty, looked really skinny, and was wearing shoes that were too big for her. So Jean took Jamie to uh, her neighbor's house. I guess it may have just been closer to where they were walking. Um, And this house belonged to Peter and Kristen Kaczynska's. And this is when the 911 call made was, this was when the 911 call was made regarding Jamie's rescue mm-hmm. slash, um. Kidnapping. Escape. Yeah. Sorry. That one. So, um, Kristen Kaczynskas was the one who made that initial 911 call saying that Jamie was at her house. Uh. So when Jamie was in the comfort of the Kasinskas, she would claim that she didn't know where she was, um, she wasn't familiar with her surroundings, she didn't know why she was targeted, but that her parents were killed and that she was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, she was able to relay her kidnapper's name, and so they told authorities. It was reported that Jamie was found around 4.43 p.m., and Jake was taken into custody only 11 minutes later.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a- So... Wow. You
1: know, of course I read that in a source. I don't know the truth to those exact
0: times and minutes.
1: But, but- it was... Is-
0: I mean, obviously, it was within the I same day. It was so quick, yeah, it was regardless. fairly quick. Because we know it was for sure the same day. Gosh, so. when you just think about like if that one, how much of a mirage that probably was for the neighbor. The neighbor is probably like, "Am I? Is did my back crack? Am I getting some acid that I took from the seventies? Like am I actually right? seeing what <laughs> I'm seeing? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then to go from that to like if that neighbor hadn't been walking on that street it could have easily been fucking jake fuckface strolling through his car like Mm -hmm. it's just the timing it's this is a when you hear the timing of it all of it seems like a movie it's just she had
1: her angels looking out for her yes
0: she really did um
1: and I did read that Jean, the lady who was walking her dog when Jamie approached her, she was actually a social worker. Wow. So at at this time when this happened, Jean is a little older. I wouldn't say she was elderly, but maybe in her fifties or sixties. Yeah.
0: Don't. And don't I, don't tell her mom's reti- that. <laughs> I don't know
1: if she's retired. I don't know if she's retired or if she just was at one point a social worker. Mm-hmm. So she mentioned that her training and knowledge of being a social worker helped her in helping out Jamie. So yeah, That's good. That's pretty cool too to just mention. And again, we don't know major details um about her escape, about anything else that really happened on her account. She hasn't told us Or made a statement about, you know, like, what happened that day. Because, again, the authorities didn't put her through that. They didn't ask that of her. So, um, I personally think that Jake just made a mistake by maybe not taking extra precautions. Maybe if he normally did. Maybe he forgot to, like, lock her in a certain way. Like, not
0: barricading
1: her, but, like doors or
0: Yeah, he probably just got so comfortable or like after you know a certain amount of time you just think, oh, you know, he, he she's stayed this long. She's not gonna run away on this day. Why right. would she?
1: Um so she fucking sees that moment, dude. Good. What is it? See the day? Sees the day. Carpe diem. So I'll talk about the sentencing slash court process a little bit now. Jake was being charged with two counts of intentional homicide, one count of kidnapping, and one count of armed burglary. Jake would claim that his actions weren't as thought out as the police made it seem, although evidence shows that he thought it out pretty well he even so aside from going to her house multiple times to have this play out he also shaved his head to avoid possible dna transfer at the scene he also used a stolen license plate on his vehicle during
0: the murders and kidnapping so So that yeah even if the cops did see it it wouldn't have mattered
1: But they probably would have seen that it was stolen. I don't know. Yeah. I (laughs) mean, obviously, yeah, when you look up the license plate
0: and you see, like, oh, it doesn't match with this vehicle, then...
1: Yeah. I don't know. He probably just didn't... He was probably thinking of, like, if it got caught on camera somewhere, they couldn't link him directly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He was definitely... um,
0: Guilty? Taking precautions. Oh, that too. Well, and that. (laughs) I mean,
1: he... He he didn't fight it. So um, I'll say that in a second. But also in court, victim impact statements were read, including a statement read on Jamie's behalf because she was not there. She didn't partake. Yeah, good. Uh, So she wrote a statement to be read on her behalf. And part of it read, he thought that he could own me, but he was wrong. I was smarter. I watched his routine and I took back my freedom. A letter written by Jake was also partially read in court, where he expressed his apologies, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I don't Um
0: And
1: either. one of the videos I watched, the judge or someone was reading part of his letter, and Jake, like, burst it out and was like, you didn't even read the other part, like, blah, 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 like, that's not what I meant. No one like, fucking cares. You didn't cares. even read the whole thing. Okay. I'm like, okay.
0: Okay, first Anyways. off, no one fucking cares. Like, you need to stop yeah. worrying about it. We're doing you a favor simply by (laughs) allowing you to read this.
1: (laughs) He didn't fight the charges at all. He pled guilty to all three charges, all four counts. He was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences for the murders of James and Denise Kloss, as well as an additional 25 to 40 years for Jamie's kidnapping. He is currently serving his sentence in a New Mexico prison, and he will never be eligible for
0: parole. Good. As he should not be able to.
1: After Jake's sentencing, his father, Patrick Patterson, told ABC News, I would like to humbly ask people to pray for the complete healing of Jamie's heart, mind, and soul. Our hearts are broken for their family. I am very sorry for everything that has happened.
0: That was really big as a so, dad.
1: That was really nice. Yeah. And I don't think Jake and his father were close at all, because um, after his parents divorce when Jake was ten, uh, I think his dad moved like an hour away or yeah. you know somewhere else near. I think that's always, know, but
0: that's always such a hard thing that uh, sometimes I kind of forget is that the parents of. The killer, can <laughs> sometimes
1: because yeah, they're everyone's affected, and yeah. you forget sometimes how it affects not only the victim and their family and friends, yeah. but
0: the and yeah. not to say that there are for sure some murderers' parents that are just fucking just as worse, and you know yeah. exactly why that happens, but then you just see some yeah. and they because
1: when they have a rough childhood, you're like you're partly to blame, yeah. But um, it didn't seem like uh, Jake's father had any. I don't know like
0: ill will like, whatever yeah yeah
1: Um so I'll talk about Jamie and her family a little bit as we kind of near the end of this insane tragedy Jamie was born on July 13th 2005 in Barron Wisconsin and she is now 16 Jamie was taken in by her aunt Jennifer and uncle I didn't get his name um but her Aunt Jennifer has given small updates about Jamie's well-being throughout the years. She has mentioned updates one and two years after Jamie's kidnapping. Um, just generally speaking, throughout those updates, she's mentioned that Jamie is doing well, especially considering what she's been through. She's in good sp- spirits and is surrounded by loved ones. Mm-hmm. She enjoys doing different school activities, such as dance, Um and upon being reunited with her family and loved ones, Jamie was also reunited with her doggo. So that, like, last picture I put in Google
0: Docs was her with her dog. Yeah, no, I'm not going to yeah. look at it because I don't need to cry again. <laughs> okay. I just know that they're happy and that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> So,
1: in closing, uh, you know, the risk level for this crime was very high. Mm-hmm. So, it was so incredibly fortunate that Jamie escaped alive, and although she was held captive for almost three months and witnessed the brutal murders of her parents, her abductor and the murderer of her parents was thankfully caught very quickly after her escape. Yeah. Um, Like, I remember reading something about how Jake said about two weeks after it had happened, he assumed and just thought he got away with it. Disgusting. This case was considered, you know, quote-unquote, outside of the norm of many kidnappings because of the senseless crimes committed, as well as the aspect of Jake being a random man who picked out a random victim. A lot of kidnappings happen with... Uh, someone you know or a friend of a friend or something like that yeah so jamie's courageous escape and survival remains a beacon of hope for families of missing and kidnapped children around the globe because you know time is of the essence when children go missing or get kidnapped but jamie's case has become an example for many families and authorities to never give up on missing children she is literal proof that you shouldn't write off a missing children. She showcased extreme resilience and courage and she is seen as a hero. And... and I just um have one little fact to throw in. According to the FBI, more than 421,000 children in the US were reported missing in 2019.
0: Damn. Ugh. And that's just reported. Because you know. You know.
1: And that was the story of the amazing survival of Jamie Kloss. Which had, you know, included unfortunate and tragic elements as well. Um, But really at the end of the day... It's her survival that God. seals the deal. Oh, like
0: Jamie, thank you. Thank you for being a voice out there for everyone to show that don't give up. Don't ever give up. Like, oh, wow. Thank you, Sarah, for that story.
1: You're welcome. I really hope I did it justice. Um, I hope it flowed. And I hope we all take something from it, you know?
0: Yeah, we all learn a lesson from it. Because the world is fucked up, but if any good can come from it, then I can find it and run with it, man.
1: Hell yeah. Um, cheers to never giving hope on the missing and kidnapped children.
0: Yeah, fuck. Don't ever give up hope. <laughs> These endings are always so awkward to end. I know. If you, can, if you can find a way to help us make it less awkward for you, less. Make it less awkward for us. That would yeah, be great. Come up with but... a closing for us. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to, man, cheers to survivors because they make the world go yes. round. They really give yes. inspiration to us all and show us that it can be the done. strength. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck, man. Can't even. So until next time, guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. YouTube and TikTok. I swear, I'll, I'm gonna try and make one after this. We'll see.
1: <laughs> At R A R W podcast and
0: <gasps> ooh, nice. Yeah. On that note, I guess I guess we'll just end it. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.